Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And I am Pastor Bill Shishko, your host for today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. We do invite your calls. If you're listening on Saturday, the live call-in number is 631-955-5400, 631-955-5400. And any time in the week, you can text your questions for A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Put them under Pastor Bill. 516-367-0391 is the number. 516-367-0391. You can help us put together future Visit to the Pastor's Study programs with your questions. Well, the basic disciplines of a healthy Christian life, that's that's what we've been exploring in this current series on A Visit to the Pastor's Study. So you can be a Christian with a with a healthy Christian life, or you can be a Christian with an unhealthy Christian life. And pastors want you to have healthy Christian lives, and that's why we're taking time with these um, well, the spiritual equivalents of disciplines and diet and exercise that you need for a healthy physical life. In our previous program, we really just scratched the surface of the, the huge topic of, of singing and the healthy Christian life, singing personally, singing in your family, singing with God's people as we're gathered for worship and for other occasions. We sing because we're made in the image of God, who exalts over his people with singing. And we sing because God commands us to sing, sing to the Lord a new song, God says. And we sing because so many times mere words just don't capture our feelings of joy and of sorrow and of the need for justice, of our love for God, and and above all, of God's love for us in Jesus Christ. Pastor Charles Oliveira, pastor of Westchester Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Mount Vernon, New York, joined me last week, and he's back with us this week. Pastor Charles was born, brought up, and trained for the ministry in his homeland of Brazil. He comes from a musical family. He studied and lectured on music for many years. He married a musical wife. They have musical children. Uh, You get the point. Uh, Pastor Charles knows music along with emphasizing that congregational singing needs to be scriptural and suitable and singable. In our last visit to the pastor's study, Pastor Charles added that the music we sing to worship God should be both expressive and impressive. Expressive refers to the actual message conveyed by a song and its musical accompaniment, if there is one. What does the song tell you about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, what does it tell you about the joys and the trials of the Christian life, about heaven, about hell, about life and death? What's the content of the song? That's the expressive element. Now, impressive refers to how the music and its accompaniment, that is, if there is any, remember your voice and voices united without any instrumental accompaniment, do have a power all of their own, but how the how the song affects your feelings and your emotions. That the, that's the impressive element. Does what you're singing make you confident in the Lord? Does it make you joyful? Does it make you fall in love with Christ all over again? Uh, does it make you sorrow for your sins and your failings? 
Does it make you long for Christ's return and for eternity? See, if those kinds of things happen to you as you sing, that's the impressive character of what you're singing and how you're singing it. But there's, there's so much more to thinking through singing and the healthy Christian life. So let's continue our discussion with Pastor Charles Oliveira. Pastor Charles, um, welcome, I should say. Welcome to a visit to the pastor's study again. My pleasure. <laughs> Good to have you with us. Pastor Charles, <laughs> people will say today that, that, that singing and, and tunes and arrangements are, are just really a matter of personal taste. Are there biblical principles that we should apply to uh, tunes and arrangements and singing? Oh, it's not just a matter of personal taste. There are some biblical principles. First, uh, the singing must be focused on God and His attributes. We read dozens of declarations in the Bible, such as, Sing praises to the Lord, for His love endures forever. So God, God, God must be praised for His attributes, grace, faithfulness, mercy, eternity, love, sovereignty, and, and for His works of salvation. So we, we, we need to, to praise God because of that. And, and second, be, um, sing, sing must, uh, music must be played well in the church. Oh, Psalm 33 three says, Sing to Him a new song played skillfully with a shout of joy. Oh, uh, to play skillfully is to play virtuously, beautifully, with good techniques, you know. And then um, a third thing I would list would be, we must sing with our heart, but also with our mind. Uh, we, we must understand why we sing. So in, uh, I would like to quote John Calvin, because in, in his uh, pref, uh, preface, to the 1543 edition of Geneva Psalter. So John Calvin, he was one of the Protestant reformers. He wrote, um, Care must always be taken that, uh, that the song be neither light nor frivolous, but that it may have weight and majesty. And also, there is a great difference between music, which one makes to entertain men at the at table, and in their houses, and the songs which are sung in the church in the presence of God and His angels. So worship is not a time for entertainment or artistic performance. Oh, worship is a living sacrifice for the glory of God. Yeah. Pastor Charles, let, let's back up a little while. Oh, there's a lot in there. Uh, and, and I've thought the same thing. I mean, there are things you might sing even at a Christian camp in an informal time that just don't seem to fit in worship. But when you talk about singing skillfully, and you're right, the, the Scriptures say that, a lot of churches are going to admit they're not musically that gifted, either with uh, with instruments or with the human voice. So how do you recommend a congregation sing skillfully in that case? Well, uh, if they present the best they can, so it's pleasurable to, to the eyes of God, in the eyes of God. So, And I would uh, encourage them to uh, prepare their musicians uh, to invest uh, time and money uh, with uh, music study and, and uh, just uh, getting better. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the musicians in the church need to spend time practicing. And, and congregations as well. I, I, they're, they're, if, if people say, well, we just don't sing well, 
rather than just admit that and give in to it, shouldn't they have times where they practice what they're going to sing, either before a worship service or some other time during the week? Oh, yes, absolutely. We, we can do this in, in Mount Vernon, for example. Uh, sometimes when I need to teach a new song, so before the worship starts, I, I teach the song and I, te- I teach them how to sing it well. And then uh, we, we can practice before the worship begins, and then after the worship uh, had begun, so uh, we can sing beautifully. Yeah. So it's a good way to improve the singing, the congregational singing in the church. And another thing, too, talking about singing, even the scriptures speak about singing with your understanding. I've often thought some of the older hymns, as rich as they are, often contain words or phrases that people don't understand. And the old hymn, my, my favorite my favorite illustration, Here I Raise Mine Ebenezer, and I can imagine somebody coming in off the street and saying, well, what planet are these people from? So just taking some time to explain that to them. Now, now, another question I wanted to ask you, because you've emphasized, and I agree with you, that music needs to be God-centered. But if we use the Psalms as an example, there are Psalms that do speak about human emotion. You think of Asaph's Psalms, 73 to 83, and they really are dealing with the, with the dilemmas believers and the Lord face as they live in a wicked world. But that's still appropriate for, for congregational singing, right? Absolutely, it is, because uh, even behind some uh, particular experiences in human life, we can see the invisible hand and powerful hand of God uh, uh, in His providence. So, uh, and, and in the worship, we have a dialogue with God, so we, we tell things to Him, and He speaks to us uh, through the Bible. Right. So we can use the words in Psalms as our words of lamentation for some difficult situations we face. Yeah, I thought even if we're, you take the book of Esther, for example, where there is no mention of God, and yet it's a book of the Bible, and God is, as it were, in back of all of these events. I, I, that would be for another day, but I've even thought of how that might bear on, on secular music. But, okay, Pastor Charles, now I've heard, I've heard Christians say that the tunes and the instruments in worship are neutral, quote-unquote, that we can basically use any tune or any instrument as long as we're conveying a biblical message. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely not. I disagree with that. Music will always cause a feeling or an emotion. We can easily associate the rhythm or musical style of what we sing or listen to situations of secular parties or idolat- uh, idolatrous uh, ceremonies, for example. Uh, the best way to prevent ourselves from this problem is uh, by asking, uh, what impression this tune and instrumental cause, you know? And is the message correct in light of the biblical teaching? So if we ask uh, questions like that to ourselves, we can prevent ourselves from from uh, singing inappropriate songs during the, the worship service. Well, what about the instruments? I mean, can you think of, of any instrument that would be in itself something that's inappropriate for worship? Uh, I, I'm not baiting you with the question, but there are people who question whether certain instruments should be used to accompany in worship. It depends on, on culture and, and context. For example, um, I saw once uh, uh, some people using uh, 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 kind of drums 
Right. And and a special kind of uh, I I don't remember exactly the name now. Uh, it, it's a, a, a novo uh, kind of drum, you know. So they were using that in the church, and there was uh, uh, nothing wrong about that, and nobody was uh, remembering or doing some bad associations with, uh, you know, pagan worship and things like that. But if you use some of these instruments in some churches in Brazil, they would be centralized because uh, these instruments communicate some ideas of of, um, of a spiritualist worship or cult. Oh, okay. You know. Right. Okay. Yeah. That that's very helpful. Yeah. Well, there we're not to be a stumbling block to anybody in what we do, and we are at the same time we're to become all things to all people. That by all means we might save some. Yeah, that, that's very helpful. We we do we need to take a break. Um, after th- after the break, though, you're going to hear a beautiful example of one of Pastor Charles Oliveira's hymns in his own arrangement, uh, rich with biblical teaching. It's both expressive and it's impressive. But before that, uh, let's hear this word from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill.com. Bill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. by God by His sovereign grace Holy nation and kingdom of kings and priests People chosen by God People called to proclaim and to announce the message of the gospel people who long for the day people who long for the lord those who were walking in darkness and now see the light glory forever to christ 
That was Pastor Charles Oliveira, our guest today, and I'm Pastor Bill Shishko. Well, this is a series on basic disciplines of a healthy Christian life, and continuing this week, singing and the healthy Christian life. My guest, of course, the very musically inclined Pastor Charles Oliveira, and from the very musically inclined Oliveira family, I call them the singing Oliveiras. If you have questions or suggestions on the topic of singing and the healthy Christian life, please text those to Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391-516-367-0391. We're already talking about another program down the line to develop some of these things more. Two book suggestions. I highly, highly recommend the book Sing! Exclamation mark. How Worship Transforms Your Life, Family, and Church by Keith and Kristen Getty. Rich chapters. That book, Sing, is available wherever you can get fine Christian books. 150 pages. You won't find a richer treatment of the rich subject of music. And then also, I highly, highly recommend the recently published Trinity Psalter hymnal, all 150 psalms with various arrangements for most of them, and then many of the traditional hymns, some more contemporary hymns, the Trinity Psalter hymnal, which is available from Great Commission Publications, Great Commission Publications, www.gcp, like Great Commission Publications, .org, www.gcp.org, and they've got a lot of other fine music that you can use with children, with adults, www.gcp.org. Pastor Charles, let's talk about corporate worship. Worship is the Lord's people gather especially on Sunday, the Lord's Day. It seems to me that many churches have substituted a performance model, a concert model for congregational singing. Am I right about that? And if if I am, as I think I am, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm I'm sure that this uh, performing model of worship uh, didn't come from from Scripture, but it came from some... uh, some culture, I would say, because in a theater you have the artist performing, and the focus uh, is on the artist, you know, and his performing, his skills, musical skills, you know. So um, I agree that this is not the, the ideal model. Okay. So the Bible tells us to to worship the Lord as a as a body, okay. as the body of Jesus Christ. So uh, corporate uh, worship is is the best model. Yeah. Worship God. Oh, all right. Well, get, you're you're a pastor. You're a worship leader in that sense. So, so give us some principles for corporate worship that includes psalms and great hymns of the past, and also that incorporates more recent hymns that that young people in particular seem to find more singable. Help us with that. Oh yes, yes. Um, I, I'm I'm sure that we need to to choose songs to sing in worship that. Uh, we we need to look for scriptural singable and suitable songs. So um, I think we we need to to use songs that uh, young people will sing together with us. So there are some contemporary, very good contemporary songs. For example, the Getty songs. Yes, they are contemporary. They are singable. They are uh, scriptural. They are suitable. Uh, they have a, a very good uh, balance between. Um, Impression and expression, and, you know? and most of them are designed for congregational singing. I believe the key uh, absolutely, yeah, yes. okay, um, yes. I, I've often thought, Pastor Charles, 
when when Jesus speaks of bringing out of our our treasures uh, things old and things new, that would apply toward our hymns, right? There, there's things from the past we sh- we people should know them, but there's also new things we should be learning. I mean, that's kind of a simple way. Am I right on that? Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I absolutely agree with that. So uh, we can uh, make some arrangements uh, because you know that harmony we have, that, that arrangement we have the hymnal. Mm-hmm. This is an arrangement. It, it's not something uh, you know uh, uh, an absolute rule. You you only can sing with that arrangement. No, no, we are uh, free in the Lord to use our gifts and our. Uh, creative skills to to do some new arrangements, so we can just uh, use the same tune, but with with a new arrangement, a new instrumental arrangement or vocal arrangement. It's beautiful, so we can be creative, and we can we can just uh, communicate in a good way with uh, our own generation, you know. But uh, always conveying the idea of majesty and, and beauty of God and His attributes and His works of salvation. Yeah, it's beauty. I think that's one of the things that that's lacking so often, and maybe this is what some of the contemporary worships trying to bring is a sense of beauty and awe and grandeur. We need to do it with our congregational singing. Our time's almost up. Pastor Charles, give us your contact information and tell us where to find Westchester Orthodox Presbyterian Church where you serve as pastor. Mm-hmm. Well, my contact information is uh, Charles at IPB. I, uh, IPB is a P is in, uh, as in Paul, and B as in Ball, um, dot org, dot BR as in Brazil. Brazil. So I'm going to repeat, Charles at IPB dot org, dot BR. And, uh, you can find the Westchester Orthodox Presbyterian Church, uh, at 56 West, West I'm sorry, at 56 West Sydney Avenue, Mount Vernon, New York. We have Sunday school class at 10 a.m. and worship service at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, great. Thanks so much for being with us, Pastor Charles. Let's be thinking about another program for down the line. Quoting from the book Sing! Exclamation mark by Keith and Kristen Getty. Uh, Gary Haugen, who was the CEO of the International Justice Mission, recently shared with the with the Gettys a story, so the book goes, about a civil rights leader who early in the struggle was resoundingly defeated and came home in apparent failure. And when asked if he was encouraged by anything in the whole episode, he said that he'd been hugely encouraged because in the midst of his defeat, he'd become finally convinced that they would one day win. Why? Because they had the songs the people were singing, the melodies that would carry the movement. He knew that whoever has the songs has the people. That's what I want to impress upon you, as I know Pastor Charles Oliveira would as well. Whoever has the songs has the people. What are the songs you sing? Let's see, let all of this begin with you. Are your heart and your mouth full of the praises of our wonderful God and our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, are they? Remember, your God exalts over you with singing. Now, you do the same as you exalt in him with singing. What a joy to deal once again with the place of 
singing and music in the healthy Christian life. Hey, thanks for listening today. It's a privilege to be a pastor to you through the medium of radio. Check out our archives of past Visit to the Pastor's Study programs. Now, you can get those at sermonaudio.com, which is an excellent resource, sermonaudio.com. Search a visit to the pastor's study, and you'll find all the past visit to the pastor's study programs. Or you can go to our own website, visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's all one word, visitthepastorsstudy.org. And there you'll find not only past programs, but resources for churches, for church leaders, for officer, church officer training, and so on. It's a rich site. Avail yourself of the benefits there. Hey, we appreciate your feedback and your questions. Email me, visit Pastor Bill. That's all one word, too. Visit Pastor Bill at gmail.com. Or you can call me, 516 593 1507. 516 593 1507. Hey, remember tomorrow, or Sunday rather, the Lord's Day, be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that is faithful to the Word of God. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.